It's the PHNX Sun Show from the cavernous PHNX Studios. I'm your host, Espo. He is Saul Bookman, Gerald Borgay. Along cavernous. Yes, there he is. I'm we, talking up our studio. What is cavernous? Like in a, in a cavern? Large, large, echoey. It's not really echoey. Chamber. I, <laughs> I don't think you use that properly, is what I'm going to say. I will tell you, I did use it properly because I know my English. Thank you very much. Mm. You know who also knows their English? The DraftKings Sportsbook app. They're the sponsor of our show. Make sure to use the code PHNX when you bet on any NBA game this weekend. Any of the four teams left. If they win, you're going to get hundred and twenty-five dollars. You could also use it this week. You don't have to wait for the weekend. Yeah, you should wait for the weekend. It's more entertaining when you use it in the weekend. Yeah, I'm just, just use it. Just, I'm just use it. I'm just wishing it was the weekend already. Is why I, I said that, gentlemen. Because let's check in on our stages of son's grief. I'm at depression today. Okay, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I, I'm over it. I was over it yesterday. I don't care. I'm I'm on, I'm done with it now. I'm on to next season. Uh, I'm on to 2022-23. Man, you just get over shit quickly. I'm, I do. I'm still in denial. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Gerald, it's been four days. I'm pinging around. You. I'm gonna be in denial all summer long. I'm still. I will always have a hard time wrapping my head around what the hell happened on Sunday. I love that I'm bouncing around and you two are like I'm denying it and I accept it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like I'm all over the freaking place. We know that much. So. You know why I'm kind of depressed, though? Why? There was a report from one Dan Bickley over at Arizona Sports, a uh, friend of the program, who said in his Bickley blast today that there was a issue, I'll, I'll put it that way, between Chris Paul and Monty Williams at the end of the season. So the cracks are starting to look a little bit bigger than we even thought. I mean, it, it, does, it doesn't really come as a surprise. It, it really does no. It, it really doesn't because I, we were talking about there was something going on with this team because the team just doesn't fall off the cliff the way they do unless something is going on behind closed doors. Like it just they just don't. Oh. Historically speaking, when teams fall apart the way that the Suns did in that fashion, it's typically be, typically because something's going on that we don't know about. It's not really an injury. It's more other things that are going on. And I know Chris Paul was hobbled by a, a quad, but. I just felt like there was so much more to that, and it's things are starting to come out. Yeah, but we all thought there was something going on. But if we could have picked anything in in the realm of possibility, I feel like CP3 and Monty having a falling out would have been uh, would have been low on the list. Okay, sure, but I mean, I'm I, what I'm saying is I wasn't shocked that something would happen behind yeah. the scenes. Is what I'm saying. Like the CP3 Monty thing, I hate to say it, but we've seen it before. That's what happened in New Orleans. They didn't get along at the end, and and they they both thought that they had grown and they had learned and they moved on, and they were happy to be together with each other. It helps when everything is going basically the right way. And I think CP3. This is another example, and this is what I fear about CP3 is that um, he he has a tendency to to, for lack of a better word, wear out his welcome with teammates. Um, and maybe the same thing's happening with Monty and. They're butting heads, or maybe Monty finally told him, "Like, dude, you need to sit down." And my, and Chris was like, "No, like, I'm not sitting." And then it just, it's just a pissing contest right now, and I don't know what's going on. I I need more details before I can <laughs> make any judgment on this because what we got was basically there was what was it? There was tension, or there, it was I, tumultuous, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 
and or I turbulence. That was the T word that I was I, looking for. I found. Turbulence. I talked with somebody else who who said they had heard something similar as well. So. Right, and, and and I'm not like doubting no, Bickley or his sources or anything like that. But I I need more details as far as what that turbulence looked like. Was it from Chris Paul trying to play through injury? Was it from you know Monty running Chris too hard? You know, riding him too hard in the first round? Was it the way the offense was operating? Like, what was the source of that turbulence? Well, you know, bringing up the playing him too hard, I mean, Monty mentioned that a couple times mm -hmm. in press conferences. So maybe maybe there is something there. Maybe it was as simple But as Chris that. is like the guy that they need to not, like they need to tell him to calm down and like to not play yeah. as much as he <laughs> yeah. wants to do. So I have a hard time thinking that's what it is. Um, I, I just need to know more because like we've been saying, Chris and Monty has been kind of the foundation, their relationship in terms of this turnaround, it, it is surprising. It's not surprising to me that we found out something was going on behind the scenes percolating, but like, when did this happen? Why did it happen? And what's the extent of it? Because yeah. after game seven, I asked Monty or I asked Chris, um, because we had talked to Monty and he had taken ownership. So I asked Chris, like Monty was in here taking ownership for the fact that this team looked drastically different in the playoffs compared to what you guys did in the regular season. Like, what are your thoughts on the changes? And he went out of his way to, like, say, Monty's going to do that because that's who Monty is as far as taking blame. But, like, that's on us. And then yeah. Monty, you know, obviously, if you throw Patrick Beverly into the mix, of course, Monty's going to support his guy. But he was also very, you know, he went out of his way to go above and beyond as far as what Chris means to this team and this franchise. So I just... I, it, I don't know if it was a past tense thing that they tried to get past and, and, you know, struggled with in the moment or if it's something that's ongoing or what. But, like, I need more details before I yeah, can. And on top of that, like, listen, is this something where somebody saw them have a disagreement in the hallway or oh, whatever? Yeah. Or is this something that was just, like, day after day after day there was some disgruntledness and, like, you know, like the kind of the similar things that we heard about DA yesterday about how all season long he's been talking about he wants to go play for another team. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. okay, was is that the case? Like, so you just never know in this context. It, people have arguments. We have arguments here in the workplace all the time. Like, <laughs> yes, we do. And disagreements, and that. that's fine. But that <laughs> does that mean like, oh, we're at odds and we hate each other and there's no, no re recouping that? Like, no, obviously not here. I don't know how it is over there. It feels like it's probably not that severe mm -hmm. based on what you're just talking about in terms of like the post game and the kind of following days that Monty's had mm -hmm. uh, to talk about, which is – to me, I think is kind of poignant because people did bring up DA and Monty was not so willing mm -hmm. to to have his back, quote mm -hmm. unquote. So right. we'll I think this is the kind of stuff that comes up and comes out when you have a disappointing end to a season where if they had made the finals, you probably don't hear any of this stuff just simply because everybody's just like, wow, another great season. And a lot of things get brushed on the rug. But when you hit a point like they did in game seven, you can't hide things. People get a little bit more frustrated and somebody will say something to somebody who becomes a source, these kind of things. So it's probably as much that as anything, but we are seeing some of those cracks and I hope they employ a relationship therapist yeah. over there in the building to, to help everybody out. Yeah, And look, I'll say it as alarming as it is to hear that Chris Paul and Monty were experiencing some turbulence for whatever reason, like, it's better than there being nothing at all and guys just being cool with, yeah, we fizzled <laughs> out. We won 64 games and we fizzled out. Yeah, like, it's all they right. They should be upset. They should be like 
trying to figure out what the hell was going on behind the scenes. You're not going to tell me a group as competitive as this was just going to take those last two losses lying down behind the scenes. Oh, behind the scenes. Crazy. No, they did on the court. We, we saw them on the court. We saw they were comatose on the court. But you know that there was something wrong yeah. behind the scenes where there was, you know, this bothered them. They weren't just going to like, well, we sucked, but, you know, we're still millionaires and it's fine. Like, they wanted to win a title this year. It was not a matter of effort or desire. It was a matter of e effort, execution, and something that was bothering them. Yeah. Well, we I'm sure we're going to hear plenty more of this. We're only in, what, day three yep. of the offseason. <laughs> we got a whole summer that we're going to hear all sorts of things. We'll keep you updated on it. But one thing we do know that is coming this summer in the short term is the chance to sign Devin Booker to a Supermax. Mm -hmm. All he has to accomplish is be on one of the All-NBA teams. We know that's done. He's likely going to be one on the first or second All-NBA team. Mm -hmm. So the option of a Supermax for the Suns uh, becomes a reality this summer. Gerald, can you kind of uh, – I have the numbers, but can you kind of walk us through the idea of a Supermax and how that plays out? Yeah, so it's basically for a player like Book who – has met the year requirements, has met the uh, performance requirements in terms of an all-NBA performance, um, and it would kick in starting 2024-25. Uh, it's for four years, $211 million. He'd be paid $47.1 million in the first, $50.8 million in the second, $54.6 million in the third, and $58.4 million in the, third, in the fourth. So that would run through his age 28 through 31 season. So basically the majority of his prime, like the tail end of his best years, most likely. Is it based on a percentage of the cap? Is that correct? Yes. The, so, so those numbers can slightly change depending on where the cap winds up. I is think they're locked. I think the numbers are locked. locked in, but like, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're locked okay. in, but yeah, I look from age 28 to 31, like you said, is the prime of a guy. Mm -hmm. I'm all right. Investing in a guy that's going to be, I mean, We'll talk about where we think he he is in terms of stardom, but he's going to be one of the two best guys on on your roster. I think you pay him this without even flinching uh, and just accept that's what you do when you've got a guy that's a face of a franchise that a city loves. Oh, people are going to hate me. Don't do it, Saul. <laughs> people are gonna Don't do it, Saul. I'll come at, I'll come at you with, with this. <laughs> All right, and, and Booker and DA are not in the same category. I know this. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to Max versus Supermax, I feel like they are they kind of resemble each other to a degree. We're going to debate whether or not DA is a, is a Max player. And it's because of maybe – it's largely because of his own doing, his own inconsistency and stuff like that. I think the Suns will have the same conversation about Devin Booker in terms of being a Supermax player because they don't know is, – is he – in the same realm as the Giannis's and and the Embiid's and and Jokic's, or is he just a slight tier below? And if he's a slight tier below, it would not put I would not put it past this organization to want to pay him just slightly below what that is. Um, I, I'm just telling you that's my gut feeling about this franchise and how they might approach it. If it were me, um, I, I'm kind of on the fence myself. To be honest with you, I don't know if I would pay the Supermax. That's 50. I mean, what? That's averaging what? 52, 53 million dollars a year yeah, roughly um, through 50, the course yeah. of five years. Like mm -hmm. that's a lot of coin. And and you're hoping and, and and I think the thing is, is 
are we talking about when you look at Devin Booker right now? Has he has he reached his max, or is he only is he still gonna get better? I don't well, know. I, I mean, really don't know. He's twenty five. Like I know, I, I know, I know. Age wise, yes, but like when you look at his game mm-hmm. and you look at his athleticism, like how much higher can he go? Well, the thing Charles Coulter brings up in the chat, uh, the hamstrings. He talks about uh, the hamstrings, and that's my only concern because we saw a guy that was on the verge of being one of the best in the league in the early 90s and Kevin Johnson have his career derailed because of all sorts of hamstring issues. So in my mind, that's the one thing I question here. But I think that – and Gerald, let's get your thought on it and then I'll I'll have another question I want to ask you guys about it. Yeah, I I think you look at – as far as potential concerns, you look at the hamstring thing. You look at the last two games against the Mavs in this series, people, it's fresh in people's minds. He had 30 points on 31 shots. He's shot 29% from the floor, missed all eight of his threes, had five assists to 12 turnovers. Like he did not show up in the biggest moment of the season. And with that being said, you cannot operate with that in mind, even the hamstring thing in mind. If he were like super injury prone, where he was missing 20 to 30 games every season, then I would say, okay, maybe I'm hesitant to do that. But you can't like offer him a little bit less than the supermax. It's either supermax or it's a completely different deal that leaves a ton of money on the table and pisses off the best player in your franchise and one of the top five players that have ever played for your franchise right now. Like, I know that this loss and the game seven collapse is fresh in everyone's minds, but like, we cannot be prisoners of the moment in terms of what he's done for the franchise since he got here and especially since he had help around him these last couple of years. He's gotten better every season. Um, You know, he's one of three players to average 30 points on 50% shooting and 40% three-point shooting since the All-Star break with Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum. He's one of three players to average 25 points per game over each of the last four seasons, along with Giannis and LeBron. He's led the NBA in points per touch the last three seasons among qualified players who have taken at least 2,000 or 3,000 touches per game. Like, or touches overall. Like we we can't forget the way he closed out the Lakers, 40 point triple double without Chris Paul in the Western Conference Finals, back to back 40 point games. Like this is a no-brainer and if the Suns don't just give him the supermax, they are risking this entire thing crumbling. Not just, you know, we we already have DeAndre Ayton concerns. Yeah. We already have a ton of shit to worry about this offseason and luxury tax things to look ahead to, but like the cap is going to keep going up. And this is what you have to do to keep franchise top 10 players in your organization. Oh, yeah, there's you, new television deals on the horizon, too. Right. I mean, I mean, you see this a lot, though. Like, there, there's a legitimate, con- you know, like, a legitimate conversation about, you know, a lot of people out there say that Booker's a, a, f- a phenomenal number two. Um, and, you and know, those people are wrong. They're just flat out wrong. Like, I, I don't know what to say to that. Like, you can, you can talk about maybe he's not on Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid that Giannis level of superstar, but those guys are all all-time greats already. Devin Booker is going to be one of the greatest scorers in NBA history, and even though he can't take away take over a game the way those guys can right now, like that doesn't mean he's not a top 10 player. And you as a, if you're a top 10 player, you get paid like it. Like that's just the reality. You can't compare it to the other guys. You compare it to your franchise. He is that guy for your franchise. You and you hope that he can get there. And if he can't, 
then that's that's what you have to live with. But you're not going to do better out elsewhere. If you're not going to give Devin Booker a super max, you're not going to give anybody right. a super max unless you get a once in a generational talent that rarely comes along. He's once in a in a franchise kind of talent for some franchises. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I agree. But let's just get right into this. Is Devin Booker a superstar? I want to know what you guys well, think because part of the, the argument is is this, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but if you're going to sit there and say that you need to pay him a supermax, then yeah, in your mind, he is a superstar. I didn't – well, I'm asking you guys. Yeah. I'll tell you what I think here shortly. Yeah, he's a superstar. Like I I, I feel like we're – it depends on what your def, definition is, obviously, and I wouldn't put him in the same class right now as like Giannis, Embiid, Jokic – um, you could argue Luka Doncic separated himself into a different tier with that playoff series compared to Book. But, like, this league has more superstar talent than it's ever had. That doesn't mean that Book is less of a superstar because there's so much superstar talent in the NBA. Like, he is a bona fide superstar. He's going to go down as one of the greatest scorers in NBA history. Like, this is pretty cut and dry for when, me. When is the drop dead, like, do they have to pay them pay or offer them the supermax this year, or can they wait next year? No, it would it would be this year if if there's going to be a supermax. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has to yeah. be this year. So they couldn't wait until after next season to give them the supermax. No, but it doesn't kick in until 2024. So do you have his still, extension that he signed before? Yeah. And then. So he's still on the extension that he signed, however many years ago it was. Now, this is projecting ahead. This is locking in your franchise guy through. The end of his prime, basically. Yeah. Well, look, I actually look at stars in in a different way. I have a star has a five points on it, right? And I think there's actually five sections to stardom in the NBA. And I actually brought graphics to show you here what I think it is. the The first one is the legend uh, area where I think you have a few guys right now: LeBron, Steph Curry, Giannis. Mm-hmm. I think that's that tier. Then you get into the mega stars, right? These are Joel Embiid, Nikola Jokic, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and I think Luka put himself there uh, through this playoffs. Then you get into the superstars in my mind, which is Booker, Irving, Tatum, Morant, uh, DeRozan is right in on that bubble, Jimmy Butler, Damian Lillard. Then you get into your regular stars is the way I look at it, which they're all only go through a handful of these, but Paul George, Chris Paul, uh, Street Clothes, a.k.a. Anthony Davis, Kat, DeAndre, Mitchell, that kind of guy. And then you have your young stars, which are Anthony Edwards, LaMelo Ball, Tyrese Halliburton, guys that are on the come up. Okay, I'm going to get triggered right now. All right, let's go back to this. uh, Go back to the the superstars. Like when I'm looking at that list, okay, I know there's a lot of people on the Jason Tatum train, and I'm not going there because I just he's I feel, like, I, I, I feel like he's really, really good. Yeah, he's really, really good. Um, but like, I know Kyrie, right? I know Kyrie's a mental case, and he's got his issues, and he barely ever shows up. But Kyrie is the only guy on that list that I feel like is unguardable. He's unguardable. John Morant is John Morant's, very much that John Morant way. Had struggles from shooting outside. Kyrie can Lillard hit you. is unguardable. I feel like most of those guys Kyrie are Kyrie Irving is completely unguardable. If you're basing it on this, I'm basing this on where we stand right now. And I, I think Kyrie Irving uh, is, but, but is, if, isn't as good as some of the guys on this list right now. Like who? I would say John Morant, Dame Lillard, Book in some respects as well. 
I think he's right in this. So, like, I'm not putting him with the with that group that's ahead of him. And I think these guys are right on par with Kyrie. If we're looking at Kyrie right now, if we're not looking at Kyrie three years ago, this is where he fits. I yeah. almost could argue he'd be in the in the group below this. Oh, hell after no. this past oh, year, no. I mean, if you're only playing half if you're, your if you're, games, if, yeah. playing yeah, half yeah, the yeah, games yeah, reportedly yeah, don't know the playbook. I, I just yeah. said, I just said, if you take out the mental stuff, I'm talking about actual. But game. You can't when, take out the mental stuff when you're on the court. When you're on the court, I'm talking about the play on the court. That's all I'm talking about. I don't care about I like, but that's not all that goes into a. Super I understand that. Though. I understand that. But you know, like there's there's also people in the chat that say. Booker is a very good shot maker. He's not a very good shot creator. Like, and I agree with that to a certain extent. Like, you know, like, like, you know, how many times have we seen at the end of games, especially before Chris Paul came into the picture, where we would just go one for ISO and Devin Booker wouldn't get the bucket? Do you not remember the bubble? Do you not remember the game where he's hit? Like, yeah, that's... Uh, you're you're cherry picking here. What I are you mean, talking about? Does Kyrie hit every game winner he ever shoots? No, you no, remember the about. ones he hit. Just no, about. Bullshit. Just no. about. Bullshit. Devin Booker has more game winners since he entered the league than Kyrie has in that same span. That's okay. completely right. wrong. Like that's just wrong. Like I. So you guys are on the Devin Booker superstar. Pay him the max trade. Absolutely. Yes. Fucking Absolutely. Okay. Not, not, a... not even hesitation. <laughs> now I understand your point when you're saying this franchise in particular with the current ownership. Maybe they try to cheapskate it. I don't disagree with that. But personally, if I'm controlling the purse strings, I give them a super max without blinking. I don't even think about it. Right. And and just the way that the salary cap is set up, it incentivizes you to pay your own guys that you draft and that you keep in house that you have their bird rights. So if you don't give him the max and if you're basically saying, OK, we we don't believe in you as that guy, you are going to have to get really creative and really good at how you're going to trade and bring that guy in here because there's only if we're talking about guys that are better than Devin Booker that can be the best player on a championship team if you don't think Book is that guy there's only like five of them in the NBA and guess what those teams are not just going to give you that guy so you when you draft a guy when you commit to a guy when he ascends to a star level you take the good with the bad and you hope that that guy gets you there but you have to build around them correctly and to build around them correctly, you have to have them in place for the future. Yeah, That's and there's just... only two ways you get those guys. You bottom out and get a top pick, or that guy forces his way to your team. And I don't see anybody in that top tier outside of maybe LeBron, who's at the tail end of that stardom, forcing his way to a Phoenix. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't agree with you guys at all. Like, I so just, you don't think Devin Booker is supermax? I would. I don't think he's supermax. So I, I don't think he's a supermax. I think. I think he's he's close, but I just don't. I mean, we're gonna pay him th- that. I mean, that's elite money, right? Like, in in he's an elite player, he finished top fourth in player. MVP voting. He's gonna be first team All NBA. What more do you want the man to do? Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing I can say to you two. You guys are all all about Booker, so eh, fuck it. It's not even just all about Booker. It's like yeah, what it, what yeah. what better option is there? Even if you don't not, believe he's that guy, this isn't about options. There's not. It's yeah, not it about is. options. It's not about if if you don't pay Devin Booker a, a supermax, does that mean you can't pay him a little bit less? No, you like, can't. It's a no, it's a huge drop off. tier. It's a huge it, it, drop off. But nobody else could pay him that much either, right? They can only pay. They have to pay him the drop off as well. Well, right? he's under contract through like two or three more years. So this is. We're talking about extensions versus what teams will be able to offer him when he hits free agency in a couple of years. It's like a different. 
But if branch. you don't pay him the super max, I guarantee the next step is I'm done here. Yeah. Because another team will value me and I'm not dealing with Yeah, if with you guys this. think tensions on this team are bad now, imagine you don't give the one guy who's been the constant the super max automatically and lowball him. By the time that Supermax kicks in, all these dudes ain't even going to be on the team anymore anyway, so it doesn't really matter. I disagree with that. <laughs> you think all these guys are going to still be no, on the team? Like, well, no, not all of them. Like, but there might like be the one or two. Guys. There might be Mikhail and Cam. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's it. I, There's 12 guys on a team. But None see, of them will be gone. So who did what you said you think all of them will be gone. Like, like I, They're not going to start from scratch here, I don't think. I just, I'm just i not saying next year, what, for crying out loud. I said by the time the Supermax kicks in. Okay, yeah, but I, I just if you don't pay him, you literally have you're, lit you're, the fuse. So, so basically, what you're saying is, so is your argument that you you don't want to pay him, be, or you want to pay him because you don't want to lose him, or is your argument that you want to pay him because you think he's that good? Both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, just one of those is enough. I agree. We're going to let Gerald go because there is a uh, press conference with general manager uh, James Jones. We will talk about that tomorrow on the program, but we want to make sure Gerald is there for that. And I also want to make sure that you guys know about the vaccine for COVID-19. Lots going on this summer. You want to be safe. Uh, and the best way to do that is by getting your COVID-19 vaccine. They're free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. And, uh, you know, sometimes tensions run high in general, right? You could be the sons. You could be arguing about the Supermax, whatever you need. And OGs has a... Listen, before we (laughs) even get into OGs, like, like, listen, I understand that the Suns went to the finals, but if we're going to use the same logic about what's happened in the past, then you can't throw Jamal Murray on the next tier below that either, because Jamal Murray absolutely murdered people in the bubble. Like his injury. That's why. But he they, hasn't played. I told you this is right now, and right now, right now, I haven't last... seen Jamal Murray come back from a massive injury that could that has derailed careers before. Do you think that stops the Denver Nuggets from paying him the supermax? I'm not saying it should or not. If Jamal Murray but, was 100, percent would you pay him the supermax? Yes. So and he's a superstar. Be, he'd be in that superstar tier if he wasn't coming off an injury. I just want to make sure you're honest yeah. with yourself on that one. I am honest. Okay. Like, he'd be there if if I knew that he was the guy that we saw before that injury. I'm just saying, like, Devin Booker is a, is a phenomenal player. Like, th- I'm not disputing that whatsoever. What I'm saying is, is I, I guess what I'm, what I'm putting Supermax into is in terms of the, the talent in the league that I, that I think is Supermax worthy. And in that tier, you're talking about KD, LeBron, like the guys that can single-handedly take over a game. And Booker has shown flashes of that for sure. But when you needed him to take over a game, he did it in game five against the final. He did everything he possibly could. And I will give you this. He did everything he possibly could to get the Suns to win game five in the NBA finals um, until that very last play when the Bucks made the game-winning play, and who made the dunk on the other end? It was Giannis, and Giannis took over that series. And so when I'm thinking Supermax, I'm thinking somebody that it doesn't even matter who's around them; they're 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 going to be uh, they're always going to be in contention because that dude is that good. Jokic carried a bunch of bums all the way to the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. Like Jokic is an MVP, obviously. 
Jokic is super max worthy. Like uh, th- that that whole cast around him was just ass ass. Could Devin Booker step into Jokic's not Jokic's literal spot, but could could he carry a team to that level to a six seed with no other help and a bunch of scrubs around him? I don't know. I don't know either right now. I believe he could, and my and I agree. Jokic is a no brainer. I'd pay him even more than than the Supermax if I'm the Nuggets because he is that guy. But I think all those guys in that in those three tiers right now are worth a Supermax to the franchise. And the other thing is you can go over the cap uh, to sign your own guys, these things. So, like, it's not it's it's not an a, a, a albatross of a contract that's going to kill you i don't think in any way and i think he's that good i, I mean i do i think devin booker is going to get the supermax yes i do because not it's not it's more than just what he does on the court it's what he means to the valley and people will be absolutely upset if devin booker was somehow not offered the supermax and was afforded the opportunity to venture elsewhere um, in two or three years, like people would not take that very well. And just like um, somebody said um, in the chat, it'd be the equivalent of not paying Larry Fitzgerald um, at this point. And it's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, so OG brand, you know, sometimes well, Shane just back there laughing because we're getting back to the ad. Look, sometimes tensions run high and the OG's brand for me, when I get in that kind of situation, I'm feeling a little, a little on edge. I love the Indica gummy. It's scratch made. It's made here in Arizona, and their flavors are superb. I cannot talk enough about how tasty even, it like is. Look at even the chat. The chat is just like they're they're all over the place. Like the chat is some of them are like you have to pay Booker. Small Saul is high on whatever, and then there's oh, another on high OGs, <laughs> and then there's another portion that's like, oh, I agree. Like like you have to look at this from a from a thirty six thousand foot perspective. Is Booker that dude that can carry you single handedly almost to a championship? And I like I Look, again, I don't but know. I don't I think that's what makes it such an interesting debate because you can be there and I have no problem with where your where your stance no, is. No, you and you and no, Borgay over here absolutely tag team. I, I have I have my opinion on it, and I figured at least one <laughs> of us was gonna disagree in in the stance in it because when you see that fifty eight million dollar price tag, that's freaking insane when you think about money in general so i understand it and i still love devin booker i hope everybody no, i know knows you that. do you know it won't cost you 58 million though ogs and if you want to find where you can get ogs head over to ogsbrands.com that's o-g-e-e-z brands.com to find ogs near you and i highly recommend I should it. have had some before we started yeah. the show <laughs> You didn't realize we were going to trigger you like that, did you? We've uh, we got a couple more things. I know Gerald's left, but there's still a few more things to talk about. And the first one that I want to get into is this apology letter that the Suns dropped uh, the other day after the loss. A lot of people talking about it online, and it struck me as kind of odd. And I'll read it here. Uh, for those listening on audio, today is a new day for Phoenix Suns fans. The work on next season is already underway. As employees, fans, partners, and PayPal six-man members, you got to get in the advertisement, uh, of the Phoenix Suns, you should be proud of what you have helped this team and our organization accomplish. For three straight seasons, we've been raising the bar and expectations and accomplishments that wouldn't have been possible without the incredible support from the best fans in the NBA, which is ironic because they did a bunch of it without any fans in the building. 
building, some of who have been with us since the start in 1968. With greater success and expectations comes deeper disappointment. That's natural. Just know we'll share in it and our organization won't be satisfied until we bring an NBA championship together. We're in this together. We win together. We lose together. We fight together. And the only way to get better is together. Thank you for supporting us all season. And we look ahead, look ahead to the start of a new chapter. Signed, James Jones and President of Business Operations, Jason Rowley. Why does this feel like dad's lecturing me on why things are okay in the world? What was the point of that? That's somebody in their marketing department that thought, we need the fans to know we don't accept this this loss, which, God. no shit, you don't accept that loss. That was like, awful. Who's sitting there going, I really think the Suns organization was happy about that ass whipping they took no, in game seven. I hated, I don't like that at all. I, I don't, I, like, what? listen, whoever's in your marketing department, dude, stop. Just stop. Like, put down the OGs. Uh, you, you just need to walk away because that, that was unnecessary. It was absolutely yeah, if, 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 if nothing else, it just infuriated the fan base even more. Like, why are you being so condescending right now? We know you guys don't want us to lose. If you do like us to lose, then, oh, we got a lot of other problems. Well, let's be clear, too. We don't. We didn't lose together. You guys quit, and the fans let you know about it with loud boos. All right, I don't um, like unless, that. Unless, unless, and uh, Rick, Ricardo Vero Mariguez, Mariguez. I hope I said that right. <laughs> says letter translation. Window has closed. That could be a hey. Uh, changes, changes are, are coming. Yeah, but even then, I'm like, come on. It, 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 it did come off condescending. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, Robert Sarver's signature is in it. Let's read into it. No, you don't put Robert Sarver's name on anything right now because it's toxic. That's why the name isn't on there. Until the investigation settled, you, you don't put his name out there on something. You know, I'll, I'll say this too. You know, we have these moments where, listen, for the last two years, it's been a fun ride. It has been a fun ride. And I'm not saying that it's over. But um, I will say that, it's it it's almost like that two years was almost a dream. Yes. And then and we're now waking up and it's almost like we're waking up right back where we left off oh God, two years God ago. I sure as hell hope not. Right? Like, but doesn't it like it gives you those those bad vibes yes. all over again yes, where it, does. it seems like things are a little bit in chaos. Nobody really has their shit together. I'm sure James Jones isn't going to say anything on this press conference. He's just going to say the same, you know, uh, boilerplate type stuff that he usually does. He's going to do the company talk and he's going to say, oh, we're going to reevaluate everything and blah, 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 blah. Like that's that's how yeah. they all sound. Like Imani said basically the same thing the other day. So now I'm like, but where are we? Like, what is really going on with my team? Like, I don't like this yeah, at all. And where did all the talk of culture go to, right? When you're winning, culture right? comes real easy, right? When you hit a point like this, all of a sudden it's it's not a focal point and there's no explanation as to why the culture went to hell. Maybe they need an eight-point vibe check plan. Maybe they do. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, maybe this letter was that, uh, that vibe. <laughs> yes, the vibes are not immaculate is what we're trying to say right now down at Footprint Center. And this is... Again, lipstick on a pig is what it feels like. You can dress, you can dress up what, however you want this season, game seven, any of that. But the and all these things that have come out since then. But there is a mess that needs to be what cleaned up. Was that saying uh, like you can pee on me all you want, but don't tell don't me tell it's me raining? Training. Yeah. yeah, a good Judge Judy quote there, yeah. uh, for sure. So 
I, I just wanted to talk about that. That was the talk of the internet for a brief time yeah. yesterday, and we didn't get a chance to get into it. Uh, so, Saul, I got the wheel. Do you want to do uh, ad read? No, we need, to, we need to wrap this All up. All right, man. I'll just read the damn thing myself. Go. That's how you get out of a sudden draw, because I suck at that I'm sound. just I'm just going to do Man, what? I got torn up yesterday. I'm, just, I'm, getting, I'm getting text messages from Dallas Mavericks fans that I know that have been watching our show religiously for like the last week and they're still watching it today and they watched our show yesterday and they're like, uh, that was terrible. Don't ever do that Southern <laughs> accent again, Saul. Like, okay, how, my bad. how about, I'll just pick one. I'll do uh, the DraftKings read as if I'm a, uh, a, a derby car uh, announcer, uh, a demolition derby announcer. Sunday, 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 or any day of the week, playoff action is nonstop at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Sunday, and a, Sunday, an Sunday. official sports betting partner of the NBA. NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100. $150 in free bets if they do. Ooh. That's right. And if you're already a customer, you can still play as you place a same game parlay. That's right. <laughs> Three legs or more and get a free bet back. Up to $25 if your leg, if one leg loses. That's right. One leg loses and you get $25. <laughs> That's the DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> app. Dra download it now. Use that code PHNX and bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 and over, Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Toyota Oh, there we go. Nice. I think we're going to end it because I'm about to pass out after that ad read. So, for Gerald Borgay, you can follow him at Gerald Borgay on Twitter. For Lindsey Smith, who we hope comes back soon, still under the weather, but you can follow her at Lindsey Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul. I think she's playing us right now. She's like, oh, well, the season's over, guys. Let me just chill out in bed for a little bit. I'm sick. I'm sick. Let's not slander. All right. Uh, Lindsay, get better. You can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. The underscore is there so we can fit his $58 million max contract. And you can follow me at Espo. Follow the show at PHNX. Max contract. I'm not coming back tomorrow. I meant $58 max contract. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns. And remember, sometimes you're a superstar, but you're still not worth that money. Ahoy, hoy. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on the lot. Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles. If you squat, just sitting on the chat. Get involved. Rhymes say it's got flavor. Known to shine greater. Glide like Tom Chambers and Bulls.